are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. We're all still kind of reeling from the news that LaMarcus Aldridge and the San Antonio Spurs will be parting ways uh, soon. The trade deadline looming. Uh, Many think that could be the option the Spurs pick as far as sending LaMarcus Aldridge to somewhere else. Yes, there is the possibility they just waive him if a deal cannot be struck, but we're going to be discussing trade scenarios today right here on Locked on Spurs. What realistic trades can the Spurs make uh, and uh, netting something in return um, as um, the, the best option for both sides? We all heard what Popovich had to say about that, that they are looking for both sides to benefit from uh, any potential deal the Spurs have on the table. And we're also going to be looking at tonight's game, Spurs Magic. Uh, some keys to the victory. What the Spurs are going to need to get a win? They're they're not looking good so far. Two l- losses in a row. To do that and more, I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He's the co-host of At the Line Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. Now, Ty, um, you're on this episode of Locked On Spurs because when it comes to trades and number crunching and the the deals and the you know the rules, you have a better grasp of that than I do. And uh, you have some trade scenarios that you want to throw out there, uh, Ty. First of all, I think we got to clear this out first before we dive into your scenarios, is that Spurs fans just got to understand the haul that's going to come back to San Antonio if a trade is done is not going to be great, isn't it? It's not. And we... So let me put this in perspective for Spurs fans. You know that you, Lamarcus Aldridge isn't the best for this team. and But you, you're expecting to get an all-star back from him? You're not going to get that. You're just not. Uh, you need to be realistic in how you view these trades. You need to be realistic in how you, how much, how do you value Lamarcus Aldridge? That's how other teams are going to be seeing it. That's how they're going to perceive it. So you need to look at value, and you also need to make, you need to see does this trade make sense for the other team, for them to do to do the trade. It needs to go both ways. Right. You guys need to look at the full context of a trade before you can possibly, before you throw it into the trade machine. Yeah, I know everyone does a crazy trade machines it's just part of life at this point but be if you want to be realistic and have a legitimate trade idea you got to think of both teams and why you would how this trade would benefit both parties well let's look at some uh, numbers uh from lamarcus aldridge this season that let's face it you know defensively he has not been himself he's uh at least in the san antonio spurs uniform he hasn't been I mean, I, I wouldn't even say adequate. I mean, he's it's been subpar on the defensive end. So you you factor that in. You also look offensively. Yes, he's having decent numbers because technically he's still a spur right now. He's averaging 13.7 uh, points per game, 4.5 rebounds. I think that's career low. Shooting 36% from the three-point range. So there is little value there, but all in all, would you say his trade stock is high, low, or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I would say it's more on the low side, just knowing that he's re- he's regressed. He can be a defensive liability. I think the numbers just show that. I think he can still be a pretty valuable scorer for some of these teams, and contenders are going to be desperate for him. So I think some teams are willing to trade something for him, but it's not going to be... It's not going to be 20 picks. You're not going I don't think you're going to get a lot of draft capital out of this. I don't even expect to get a first round pick out of this. 
I think at best you're going to get a second round pick and some sort of player. So you do need, there are some numbers that people need to be aware of that teams must send nine, at least $19 million back to the, to the Spurs for this trade to really be legal, if that makes any sense. So you can't really, you can't just trade a, some sort of rookie that's getting paid $3 million for a $24 million contract in LaMarcus Aldridge. The opposing team needs to be sending at least $19 million back for the trade to work for these teams financially. So be aware of that as well if you're going to be making those trade machine throwouts out there. Ty, another thing before we dive into your um, trade proposals is that this is something that's probably not going to happen overnight uh, because of the complexities of the situation. I mean, I think uh, you're seeing that right now with Andre Drummond. We're going to see that now with LaMarcus Aldridge. This is going to be kind of difficult for San Antonio to move because – even if they do move him, they, they only have one roster spot open. So it, this is going to be a very tricky situation for San Antonio and whoever gets involved. Is that correct? It is. And again, there's te- there's some teams that they they need to move 19 million at for some. And some of these teams just don't either don't have the cap space for it or they are they just don't have the contracts for it. The Spurs fortunately have until March 25th for a, for, to do a trade. And I'll talk about the talk about what a buyout could possibly mean as well for the Spurs later on. But the Spurs have have some time; they can really negotiate. Some team again. There's going to be some contenders that are desperate, but you're going to be getting some money back. But Spurs it needs to really work out in terms of it working for the Spurs money wise to where it's not it's not affecting their future cap situation. It's somewhere that Lamarcus Aldridge wants to go because I feel like because it feels like the two sides are working together on this. And then, of course, you got the third party in being the other team that you're trading him to, that they want to actually make this trade or not. This is your first realistic trade proposal for LaMarcus Aldridge. So I'm going to be honest. I know that Bleacher Report tends to make some really bad trade ideas, but I don't know why, but the LaMarcus Aldridge trade ideas that they put out have been really good, and I'm, like, really okay with them. I think the Oh, what you got? So the first one that I think is pretty realistic and can really work out is... Trading Lamarcus Aldridge to the Celtics for Tristan Thompson and maybe a second round pick. This really works because the Celtics have a nearly $24 million trade exception that they got from trading, doing a signing trade with Gordon Hayward to the Hornets. So they can take on that huge contract, but they're and not have to trade exactly that 19 million away. They still got to trade some money away because they're nearly at the hard cap. So trading away a nine million to not two year, a nine million a year deal for two years, and Tristan Thompson to the Spurs would be really would work money wise, and I think it would help the Spurs in terms of you need they a did. rebounder. Tristan Thompson can bring that as your as your secondary center off the bench behind Yaka Pertle. So I think Tristan Thompson, he's experienced, he's a veteran, so he brings a veteran. He's also has a championship underneath his belt as well, so that it brings some championship pedigree, some veteran experience, and it gives you a position that you desperately need, which is a bench center that can get you rebounds and maybe even score a little bit. Plus, you get some draft capital out of this one in a second-round pick. Why does Boston make the deal, though? It looks great for San Antonio, but why does Boston want LaMarcus in green and green and white? Boston's been a bit is looking a little bit desperate. They are, they just have not been clicking this season, and getting yourself a post score in Lamarcus Aldridge could help you out in terms of balancing your scoring attack and giving you some low post scoring. Because you got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, who 
can just score any from anywhere that you want, but you don't really have a really dominant post presence. And this is the Celtics have kind of been in names for Lamarcus Aldridge for multiple seasons now. So Danny Ainge could possibly fire, pull the trigger in a desperation mode just to improve his team, especially since they have been struggling down the stretch. All right. What is your next trade proposal? This one, I'm not sure if it's, it could be realistic because both sides have, have a player that doesn't really want to be working with the team, but could the, those are two players could help the R team. If that makes any sense. Andre Drummond for Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge. Drummond has kind of not fit with, with the Cavaliers anymore. They've, I don't think he's been playing either, but he is a player that this Spurs team desperately needs in terms of low post rebounding and scoring where he's averaging a double double down there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it would work in terms of starting and benching, but you need someone that can dominate you the post like Andre Drummond has and not be a liability on defense like Lamarcus has. Um, the Cavs are kind of in uh oh, we're in rebuild mode. They will take that expiring money. Both actually, both contracts are expiring, so it works out no matter what. It's both of what a half a season rental for, and you guys get the expiring contracts both ways. Spurs get a guy that can really help them in right now and help them win and fill in a spot that they desperately need. And the Cavs get rid of Andre Drummond, get someone out of it. I maybe throw in a second round pick just to get Drummond or something like that, but I think that's a good deal. But for both teams, because the Cavs are not going anywhere, Spurs desperately need someone. And both are expiring money, so it's a win-win for both teams. When I look at this deal, it makes sense because you know Andre Drummond, you know that ideally he he definitely would fit in San Antonio. He is that big that the Spurs desperately need that rebounder. Uh, he gives you some offense. Look, I'm not throwing any type of shade at Jakob Pertl, but let's just be honest: Jakob doesn't really give you much on the offensive end. Defensively, we know what he can do. He's incredible and great. But Andre gives you a bit of both. Do you think you would see, for lack of a better term, a center controversy in this case? You know, then the NFL, you got the quarterback controversy. Could there be a center controversy between Jakob and Andre? I think so. And that's where this, that's kind of where this trade becomes a kind of a crossroads for me because it's who do you start? Because you have an excellent defender in Jakob Pertl who also does a lot for you off ball. But then you bring in Andre Drummond who can really can be mm-hmm. a game can be a game changer for this team in terms of what they desperately need in rebounding the chip back on Jakob's shoulder that he just got taken off with Lamarcus saying that he's out Jakob Pertl is a guy that w- wants his team to win first more than his personal success so I feel like he would be okay with going back on the bench but also I feel like that you can really honestly interchange both Andre Drummond and Jakob Pertl back and forth on and off the bench before we let Ty continue to educate us on uh, trading LaMarcus Aldridge, I want to talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but you got college basketball and the NHL, they're in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on out to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And when you go there, make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. We're back and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is the co-host of At The Line Podcast. Uh, Follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. Uh, Ty, we kind of left the audience dangling a bit if when my question to you was... Hey, you know, whether it be Andre Drummond, if they go big, you know, the Spurs, if they decide to get a big for big in, in any type of situation, 
does that create a center controversy? We know what Jakob can do defensively. I mean, by any metric, pick one, he's tops in the league. But would this shove him back to the bench? And you think that will be detrimental for the Spurs? So first off, I don't. I think if a trade does happen, I think Jakob stays in that starting lineup first because Andre Drummond will not have that team chemistry coming straight in. And he's going to develop it, learn the Spurs system. So he, I think Andre Drummond would be coming off the bench to start. And it depends on how the team does does with that. Where if the team's really successful with Jakob Hurdle and Andre Drummond just splitting the minutes, but just with Jakob starting, I think it's going to be fine. And it's not, it just depends on who do you want starting. That's it. And your rotations change. Your rota- You can have essentially just split the center minutes between the two. Nothing really, don't favor one or the other. You might favor one in terms of what the situation is coming down to the end of the game. If you really need someone defending, put Jakob out there. If you need some scoring, put Andre out there. You you have options, and it, it gives you a lot of options, and I think that's what the Spurs would rather have. And, and it's not going to be, a hu- it might be a huge debate of who do we want starting, but I think in the long run, it won't be detrimental to the team. You know, if, if they get a guy like Andre Drummond, I just, I don't see him being okay coming off the bench. I don't see that happening. I, I think you would probably see Jakob go to the bench tie. It, it just depends. It depends on what how quickly Andre Drummond would get the system if this happens. It, I think it would be it's going to be it would be more fluid, and you never know if this is it. Again, Andre Drummond could change this team to really being even better than it was before. Andre Drummond can make he could be a game changer. And I know some people are like, but he's just doing he's putting these numbers on a bad team. It's like he's still putting up the numbers. It doesn't matter if he's on a good team or a bad team. He's still putting up the numbers. That's what matters. And in the long run, he fills a big need for this Spurs team in terms of the rebounding, in terms of getting some post-scoring and big man scoring. And that's what you need. And it just depends. I'm okay with both of them. If we get Andre Drummond, that's the biggest win the Spurs could possibly get in a trade. Honestly, let's be honest about it. That's the biggest win that they could get if they can get a former all-star who does what you need. And yeah, are you going to have debates amongst each other of who starts and who who gets benched whenever when the time comes? Yeah. But I think it could get it still will result in winning no matter what happens. And uh, what else you got um, churning in your head here when it comes to trading uh, LaMarcus Aldridge? You threw a, a Boston scenario, a Cleveland scenario. What's next? All right, so there is a Miami Heat scenario. It's not my favorite. I'm just throwing this out there because it because the Heat seemed very interested. And I'm not really – I'm not really – there's two different trades I've seen with this that include Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard. We're not going to get, even get into that. Uh, Andre <laughs> yeah, Iguodala, let's stay away from that. And that – so either so Kelly Olynyk's in all these trades at least My, Myers Leonard or Andre Iguodala along with the second round pick. I just don't see it fitting. It doesn't really work. Maybe you get Myers Leonard for he's injured anyway. It's not going. He's not going to do much for you. Any I believe he's out for the season anyway. So it's expiring money. Maybe that's the way you go. Andre Iguodala has like some fifteen million dollar team option that's you can accept the decline and let him go on. He's at he's at old age. He's a non impact player. Kelly Olynyk is yeah he's better than Lamarcus Aldridge but I don't think he does what you need in terms of rebounding maybe some scoring but that's about it it's it's not my favorite trade there's other trades I would rather go to beforehand and but those kind of like some of the top three trades you might go to the magic like we've been talking about lately you there's maybe a bull scenario where Otto Porter Jr.'s money fits really well I just don't think 
I don't see that happening in terms of player personnel because Otto Porter Jr. is already a small forward. And you're already kind of struggling to get minutes between Devin Vassell and Kevin Keldon Johnson. So why throw another small forward out there? Right. But maybe you can get Lori Markinen out of that. You might need to take on another contract for that, but it depends. You know, here's the thing, uh, Ty. What is, going back to the Miami thing, even before the announcement was made about LaMarcus and the San Antonio parting ways, there were reports already popping up that Miami was interested in uh, making a deal. Uh, with San Antonio and Olenek's name has been mentioned. If you look statistically, I mean, I understand LaMarcus Aldridge is having a down year, but this year Olenek provides a little bit more. He he can definitely knock down the three. Uh, you know, he he attacks the rim. He's he's younger. He 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 he'll, he seemingly would fit with this young core. Uh, I wouldn't mind Olenek uh, if Miami were uh, to go to San Antonio and say, okay, let's make a deal. My question to you, though, Ty, is. Do you see in any scenario where the Spurs may may have to include one of the young guys on the roster, whether it no. be Alani? No, I don't think so. I don't think the Spurs okay. make any deal that includes one of their young players because that's the ma- that's the worst case scenario for this team. And sorry about the siren passing by me. That's just that's <laughs> that's someone going that, to the see, hospital. Those, after- those are the those are the uh, those are the uh, the cops looking for the play, uh, for the fans that would say, yeah, trade Lonnie or trade Derek. They're they're totally not looking for me, I, even though I just said Trey Lonnie and Lamarcus for Vucevic. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. But um, no. But I think the worst case scenario is tra- you have the tra- if you need to get rid of Lamarcus if you're trying to get rid of Lamarcus Aldridge, and to do that you have to trade away a young guy. I think that's the worst case scenario. Unless you're getting a really big game changer, unless you're getting a major game changer, say like it's a bonus or a Miles Turner. If you're not getting that in return, don't do it. It's not worth it. You're sacrificing a lot more than you should. And in the long run, I think there's a better options that allow you to keep your young guys instead of trade them off with Marcus Aldridge. Right. In any of these scenarios, whether it be the ones you proposed or maybe the one they're working on right now, because there have been reports that uh, the Spurs want to make uh, any sort of, uh, sort of deal happen on the, on the fast end. Um, in any scenario, do you see a situation where the Spurs are going to have to trade within the conference. You know how the Spurs are? Historically, they don't really trade within the conference. Is this a situation where the Spurs are going to have to kind of bend to the will of LaMarcus? You know, they want to, you know, peacefully, amicably be split. And if he does say, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing with the Warriors. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing with the Clippers. You know, did the Spurs do that? Again, it's it's mutual. So both sides are working together and, executives have already, have already said that it's very unlikely the Spurs are going to trade to the Western Conference because it's one, and it makes sense. It makes sense in this case. I know, I know no, that, you and I, mean, I, you and I, I know, talked about this before. I know. You know. Uh, hold on, let me let me say my reasoning. Okay. Though. Because the Spurs right now, they're not they're not like one of the top four teams. They're not they're not in the top four at the moment, and so they're fighting for a playoff spot. What the opposite? If you're fighting for a playoff spot, why would you try to get allow your opponents who are fighting with you for that playoff spot to get better? I know it's Lamarcus Aldridge, but still, some of these things guys can make can make this team better. You never know. But why would you allow your opponents to bolster their rotation and their lineup whenever you're fighting the the exact same team for that road for that playoff spot? It's much it's much different from the Kawhi situation in terms of Kawhi had a lot of leverage, but Spurs also had their own leverage. 
and they didn't want to completely improve a team out West. You don't want to bolster one of these opponents. You would rather get a deal that works for you and it works for LaMarcus. It both, Again, both sides are working together on this, and LaMarcus Aldridge is probably on the bench to the will of the Spurs are going to trade him to the East. Yeah, I, again, you know, I think this is a situation, and I hear your point, you know, don't, if, for example, the Spurs, you know, right now they're in the playoff uh, thick of things, you know, you don't want to trade him to a Denver or a Utah or, or a Clippers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if a, if a West team is providing San Antonio with a package that is better then maybe they can get in the East. I mean, they, they got to consider that if they're saying to give, we're going to give you a quality big and here's a couple of picks. You know, I think the Spurs should entertain that. Exactly. And that's what we're going to do that when we get back and we're going to wrap up our uh, trade scenario for LaMarcus Aldridge and also quickly preview uh, tonight's matchup Spurs magic. But before we do that, Hey, we've been telling you about built bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Well, built bar is the amazing low calorie, Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Yeah, they pack all that in there, but they're doing something different. With March Madness here, Well Built Bar is doing the exact same thing. They're having their own flavor, Built Bar Madness. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. They have great matchup. I think mean, caramel uh, flavor was on the board uh, today or yesterday. They, they they had their chocolate. Basically, all the flavors are being matched up together to find out who's going to come out victorious. Ty told me that he's cheering for uh, the churro puff flavor. I know, Ty, you're, you're definitely moving Sounds for those so churros. Because I, I hear you can so down good. about a whole dozen on your own. Give me all that sugar. I want it. <laughs> well, uh, you want to go to BuiltBar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter right now to see all the matchups. Remember to use promo code locked on 20 to get yourself 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. Again, go see those matchups right now at builtbar.com or on Twitter at built underscore bar. We are back, and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is the co-host of At The Line Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. Ty, rounding out this episode of Lockdown Spurs, uh, one thing we haven't talked about in the Zaldridge uh, situation is the buyout. Would you consider that the worst-case scenario for San Antonio if they just simply cannot work out a deal and they just say, you know what, thanks, LaMarcus, we tried. Good luck to you. We buy out your contract, and adios. Is it the best? No. Is it the worst? Nah. It's it's a good middle because luckily, unlike other buyouts where we've seen with Pal Gasol and Damari Carroll, the Spurs have taken some dead money as a result because there were multiple years still left in those contracts. It's different with LaMarcus Aldridge because he is an expiring contract. And because he's an expiring contract, Spurs will never will never have to do that stretch provision, which means that the cap hit stays this season and doesn't go anywhere else. So if you do have to buy out LaMarcus Aldridge, you're not going to be affected in the long run. It's just going to, you're just going to buy the rest of his contract and be, and be it. It opens up to, it gives you your second open roster spot to where that you can explore. The Spurs will be able to explore the trade, the tr- buyout market themselves. And they're going to have some additional money as well, because LaMarcus Aldridge will most likely have to give up some money in the buyout. So you're going to open up money. You're going to have a two roster spots for when the buyout market is about to start. And then also you can also use that you can use one of those roster spots for G League guys too that have as the G League season's about to end itself. So 
you with a buyout Lamarcus Aldridge, is it the best that you can do? Not really, but it's not the worst because it opens you up for so many other opportunities that can help your that you can still help your team in the long run. There you have it. A uh, quick update on what could happen to Lamarcus Aldridge via trade and highest trade scenarios or uh, a buyout. Well, Ty, let's go to shift gears now and talk about tonight's matchup, Spurs Magic. The Spurs go back home in front of fans, limited fans, but hey, it's fans nonetheless. They'll be wearing their Fiesta jerseys. The Fiesta court will be out there. Fans are going to get themselves quite the treat. The team announced that there's going to be so many activities, T-shirts, giveaway, a bunch of stuff. That's great, Ty, and yay. But there's still the task at hand, and that getting a W instead of these L's. The Spurs are riding a losing streak right now. Um, got uh, beat up by Dallas in the second half uh, out in Dallas. They're looking to change things. Now, the good news is, Ty, the Spurs are 6-1 versus East team, so that bodes well. And they, they've been playing better at home. Remember remember at the beginning of the season, it was the opposite. They played great away versus home. Uh, that's starting to even out now. Ty, when you look at tonight's matchup, Spurs Magic, uh, what are you looking at? Uh, what is your first key to a Spurs victory? I'm just going to say the Magic are the second worst in the East, which means you're probably bottom five of the league no matter what. If you're that bad in the East, you're pretty bad overall. So 21st in defense, 26th in offense, you can really you can cook this team anywhere you want. I will say they are good at rebounding. And we saw what happens whenever the Spurs don't rebound, but I believe that someone's Someone is going to light a fire underneath their butt, <clears throat> Popovich. <clears throat> so that's going to probably happen. But this team has been horrible. They are dead last in field goal percentage. So they, they are 20th in three-point percentage. So I feel like that if you're able to just get your offense working, you're going to do fine against this team because you can. I think you can outperform this Magic offense. I mean, their defense is not any better. They are 21st in steals, 27 in the blocks. So you can you can you can really work work this Orlando team to your advantage. Should it be a blowout? Yeah. Am I gonna put make that the expectation? No, because I don't want to jinx it. So we're not gonna so I'm not gonna put that expectation on the Spurs because I'm not gonna do that. Make my <laughs> life easy, but you can outperform this magic offense pretty easy. Hey, Ty, of course it would be Orlando, and there's a guy on there named Vucevic that has been on the Spurs, uh, really has reported, you know, I on their radar. So how fitting that it'd be Orlando and Vucevic coming into San Antonio right when the announcement made that LaMarcus Aldridge and the Spurs were splitting, but there's that. Yeah, you know, for me, Ty, when I look at the, the, the game tonight, is just give DeMar help. The Patty Mills talked about it after the loss to Dallas. Murray has talked about it time and time again. And although they, the Spurs had multiple players in double figures scoring, they weren't there really for, to carry the load. And I think DeMar uh, needs the help. And look, Derek White, he didn't have himself a great game. Jakob didn't have himself a great game. You need all hands on deck. You're down already a player, LaMarcus Aldridge. So, you know, as much as he didn't really perform well, mediocre at best, He's still at least giving you some scoring output. That's gone now. Now, the Spurs are getting Devin Vassell back, but you, you're likely going to see him be placed on limited minutes because he's coming off the COVID uh, protocols. They got to have that in the trenches mindset from this point moving forward because this schedule is hell. And getting a win versus a struggling Orlando magic can help propel them. Time. 
He's, I think it's safe to say it, it begins and ends with uh, Vucevic tonight. They got to, you know, Jakob's got to be on his P's and Q's on the defensive end. They really got to limit his touches, Ty. Yeah, they may, they just need, Jakob Pearl needs to put the great defense that he's known for and really lock down Vucevic. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough assignment, but I think it's going to be a good test for, test for him. But luckily the rest of that offense does not really help Vucevic out. So it shouldn't be too hard, but what, I kind of disagree with your comment of, Spurs are really missing out on Lamarcus Aldridge. They've shown this season that they can perform without him. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about the about the absence of Lamarcus Aldridge. What I am worried about is just that rebounding because even the Magic are still a decent rebounding team, and the Spurs, while the Spurs aren't completely terrible, they're they're actually tenth in the league, which makes sense. But getting out rebounded the way they did against against the Mavs, they can't let that happen ever again. Mm-hmm. So, but we also saw some pretty off nights for Keldon. And DeJounte, in terms of their rebounding, Yaka Pertle was just struggling. He got a foul trouble quickly against the Mavs because refs, we all know how that goes. And so, you, you, Yaka Pertle may need to get more aggressive, even though that could easily get him to more foul trouble. It's, it's a, it, there's a, there's a, it's a bad teeter totter right. of trying to balance Yaka Pertle how he can play just because the refs are not, refs are, don't favor him and that does not help his game. Another thing, too, I need the fans to be in full uh, cheering mode and giving that energy. I think that's going to be a big boost to the Spurs team. Uh, Patty Mills uh, has been desperately waiting for uh, fans to return. That's going to happen tonight. It's going to be great to see the fans in the stands. It's going to be great to hear actual fans and fake fans you know, when they pump in that crowd noise into the arena. Yeah, they're not going to be pumping the fake noise. They got the real noise. They got the real noise coming in out, and they will be wearing their Fiesta jerseys, as mentioned. So there's going to be a great night in the uh, AT&T Center. Hopefully they get a W to welcome back Spurs fans. You know, we're running out of time here on Locked On Spurs time. I want to circle back to LaMarcus Aldridge and get your uh, just your overall reaction to the news, to his time in San Antonio. How would you describe it? How would you describe Pop making the announcement that they're parting ways? It wasn't shocking to me. It was expected because we'd already seen that Lamarcus just doesn't didn't never really fit with this team the way that the new style is. It just never really fit, and so it was it was expected that this was coming down the line. Um, it, we just don't. I wasn't. Re- I was really surprised that the Spurs kind of made it as public public as it was. But we, as we know. Popovich beat Shams and Woj to the news, so they keep, <laughs> they keep the information locked down. So we all knew that. But Lamarcus Aldridge did the best he could with the situation that he was handed in San Antonio. He had one of his most efficient seasons in his first season with San Antonio, where Spurs had a, had one of their best defenses in the in a ninety nine overall defensive rating, which is and he had a great season overall as well. He put some great defense, was an offensive beast, and it's just unfortunate age caught up to him. That's what happened here. Uh, he and still style worked. of play, I think, too. Style of that, play. It yeah, was different. Age and style what, of play yeah. didn't help. But he worked his ass off whenever Kawhi was pulling his stunt. LaMarcus Aldridge was still there and still performing. And the only reason that team still made a playoff run was because LaMarcus Aldridge showed up and was still playing some of his best basketball. So... LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be an all-time spur just based on what he did with the team. He still performed. He was still an all-star. He was still a great player. It just it sucks that it kind of soured just because of age regression and just not fitting in with the team. I don't think I think everyone needs to look past that past the past like season or two because he did so many good things for this team in the first season, the first four seasons he was with us. So LaMarcus Aldridge, thank you for your 
for your performance for the way that he fought through a a a was it a heart arithmetic? Yeah, he, he, a a, he has a heart issue. Yeah, he had a heart issue and he played through it. So good on him. So Lawrence Aldridge, you're an all time spur. No matter what anyone says, someone was saying maybe you retired twelve again, and that's not far. That I honestly would not be eject to it. It's just because he. There was a point in time that he wanted to leave this team and Pop convinced him to stay and he worked it out and he still played. So good on LaMarcus Aldridge. Thank you for your time as a Silver Black. It was fun. And you know what? Thank you for all the times that you kicked Oklahoma City's ass. Thank you for that. <laughs> he definitely loved playing against Oklahoma City. Uh, 56 points and a win uh, a few years ago. Uh, playoffs, he destroyed them. Um, that's uh yeah, there were some good memories with Maybe Marcus Aldridge. City should trade for him because he apparently plays <laughs> so well in their stadium. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop him from playing well against uh, OKC. Uh, if you can't beat him, have him join them. Maybe that should be the idea. And Sam Presti's a former uh, Spur, so maybe you know, do some favors for uh, San Antonio. Yeah, That's you know, when, when I look at uh, LMA's time, it just feels to me victim of circumstance. That's what I think of when I think of Lamarcus Aldridge. He was supposed to be you know, paired up with Tim Duncan, you know, Tim Duncan was really on the decline. He wasn't quite there yet, but it was looked like it was going to be a seamless transition. Um, then the, then Kawhi happened. He started to emerge. Then, you know, the Spurs are like, yeah, well, we've got this guy named Kawhi Leonard and he's really good. And yeah, uh, what do we do now? And so then you have that. And then you look at the fact that there was the Kawhi drama and what could have been a great marriage LMA at the at the power forward center and Kawhi at the four small forward. It looked like it was in the makings to be a great team. And you know, you got a young guy by the name of DeJounte Murray taking over the reins for Tony Parker. It all signs were pointing to great stuff in San Antonio, but it just never panned out. And then when Lamarcus does see Kawhi leave and the Spurs are transitioning from Kawhi moving forward, you got to change the style of the NBA. Fast pace, you're up and down. Three-point shooting, centers up running up and down. Three-point shooting, that's not LaMarcus Aldridge. It just felt like it was a marriage that just was doomed to fail. And here we are. Now, it wasn't a complete failure. There were He had his moments. You mentioned the playoffs, you know, him shouldering this team to the playoffs. He had great individual games, uh, broke some records for the Spurs. So, yay, but times were changing in the NBA in San Antonio, and he seems to be, he was the odd man out. So you applaud him for his efforts in San Antonio, and you just wish him the best of luck. It, I'm thankful that he handled this the right way, not like the Kawhi way. That is good. So uh, n- now you just move on, and I'm pretty sure Spurs fans will cheer him whenever he does come back to the AT&T Center in whatever uniform he is wearing. But we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about LaMarcus Aldridge? What do you think about uh, Ty's uh, trade proposal? Uh, do you agree with Ty or you don't, or you have something better that Ty didn't even talk about? Uh, you can let him know. Uh, Ty, how can they let you know if they agree or disagree with you? Follow me on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. That's the Ty J A G E R. And also make sure to check out at the line podcast. We're doing content finally. I know you're welcome. That's you can follow that on Twitter at the line pod. But yeah, come hit me with your trade ideas and I will tell you if you're an idiot or not. That I'm just going to be, I'm going to be blunt with you on this one. I'm, if you guys, I'm not going to be nice. Around the be push nice. This time. You have to be nice, I'll, Ty. I'll be nice, but I'm going to be blunt. I'm just going to say this: if this trade okay. works or not, this is a realistic trade. I will just say yes or no. Make your life easy. 
not gonna beat you, you around go. the bush. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help make Spurs Twitter you're, you're, better. You're, you're armchair really genius. making Spurs fans really want to follow you, aren't you? By saying you're gonna call them out if they follow you and they give you this dumb great idea. Hey, I'm but trying. See, I, just, I just I want everyone to improve and I want everyone to become smarter armchair genius. Okay. All right, you see, he's just trying to educate y'all. He's not trying to dismiss y'all if you do uh, follow him, but make sure you do. As for me, make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, a smart speaker, you have it all there uh, right at your hands, or in this case, your, your voice. If you just tell your smart speaker, hey, play Lockdown Spurs, it will play that. And by the way, this is the, uh, well, this year, the Lockdown Podcast Network will be Live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday Live with local experts from around the Locked On College network of podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of 